Hello, Texas Values friends. Welcome to the Texas Values Report. I'm Mary Elizabeth Castle, my the policy advisor at Texas Values. Today we have uh, for our guest Tony Perkins. He's with Family Research Council. For those of you who don't know, Family Research Council's vision is a prevailing culture in which all human life is valued, families flourish, and religious liberty thrives. We're so thankful to have you, Mr. Perkins, on our radio show. Well, thank you, Mary. It's great to be with you. Yeah, and to tell our listeners a little bit more about you, uh, you're an ordained minister, a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, a former police officer, but most importantly, you're a host of a daily nationally syndicated radio, and you're the head of Family Research Council. You frequently appear as a guest on national news programs and talk shows, but we're thankful that you're here on the Texas Values Report. Now, the elections are coming up uh, all over the country, and here in Texas, we actually have the primaries early voting going on right now. So it's very important for Christian uh, voters to get involved in this election election season now more than ever. Can you talk a little bit about why Christians now more than ever need to be involved in the elections? Oh, absolutely, Mary. It's, it's, it's critical. And as Americans, we have a right to vote. And that's one of the reasons I, like so many others, have served in our nation's military, defending that freedom that Americans enjoy, which is unique when you look at the history of the world. But as Christians, we have a responsibility to vote. So uh, it's very important that we're informed, we're involved, and we're voting. And so it's important, you know, Texas Values keeps people informed as to where candidates stand on the issues we do as well on the national issues. Uh, but there's, a, there's an all-out effort to try to, what, what I call, discourage Christians from voting. For instance, a lot is said about, uh, you know, President Trump and maybe his tweets or what he says. But you've got to look at his policies. No administration has had as strong of pro-life, pro-family, pro-religious freedom policies than this president administration. In fact, I've got a resource uh, that we can make available to people to help them have conversations with their friends about why it is so important to vote and to continue the type of policies that we've seen from this administration. And so if, if people would like to get this, I can send it to them. And all they have to do is text me. The number to text is 51555. That's 51555. And text the word actions. That's plural, actions. And I'll send you a five-page double-sided list, date, everything so you can have dates of these uh, events these actions taken by the president in this administration so folks can share that with their friends and underscore why it is so important that we vote because elections have significant consequences yes that's very true and Again, I want to recap, if you're joining in on our program, that we have Tony Perkins for Family Research Council, and he just said he has a guide for you to use uh, to help you vote in these elections. And just to recap, uh, that number to text is 51555. That's right, 51555. Text the word ACTIONS. And this focuses on the, 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 the Trump administration and what they have done as it pertains to the to the issues that you know I know your listeners care about and Texas values is working constantly to uphold in the state of Texas well that's what we're doing nationally and this administration has done more than any administration in my lifetime to advance these values that's a good point mr perkins i actually wanted to talk about that a little 
Uh, back in 2016, you saw a lot of evangelicals who were not so sure about President Trump, but you've actually seen an increase in support of him. Can you talk about a little bit, you know, his policies and some of the things he has done that have really, um, you know, promoted Christianity and promoted family values? Well, Mary, it's a, it's a good question, because in 2016, Donald Trump was an unknown in terms of a conservative his past was such that it made many, many uh, Christians, uh, you know, suspect of, of what he might do as president. But in fact, he has kept his promises. He said that he would appoint uh, pro-life justices and judges to our courts, those who respect the Constitution. And now we're over 190 of those judges, two Supreme Court justices, and they're all we can tell, and we've vetted a lot of them, they are constitutionalists. Of course, on the life front, nobody has done more to advance the sanctity of human life. He's uh, removed some funding from Planned Parenthood. Now, you have to understand, he's had to do most of this uh, with opposition from the Congress in the last two years, with Nancy Pelosi as Speaker. So he's done what he can in terms of removing about $60 million from Planned Parenthood through what's called the family planning title 10 funds uh, a procedure or a policy put in place that you can't have family planning dollars and abortion to go into the same operation and so they uh, at the planned parenthood chose rather to do abortions than receive the 60 million in federal dollars uh, he's also expanded this abroad to where you might have heard the term Mexico City, and people wonder, what's Mexico City? Well, that's a policy dating back to Ronald Reagan that said in our foreign funds that we spend, we would not give money to entities that promote or provide abortions. And President Trump's administration has expanded that even further uh, to where there's some $9 billion in foreign aid that is covered uh, by this Mexico City policy. And of course, the list goes on and on about protecting conscience rights of medical workers, uh, those that buy health insurance that you won't be forced to buy insurance that provides for abortion, and of course, defending religious freedom. So Mary, he, this administration has done a lot. There's still a lot more to do. Uh, we need to make sure that we have conservatives in Congress that will work with this administration. And quite frankly, we need to return this administration to office. That's a great point. I mean, I think that brings up the point that you should really vote your values. And one program that's really good at Family Research Council is the Watchmen on the Wall program. And it really gets pastors involved in the election process and in the political sphere. I know at Texas Values, we're trying to implement a program similar to that, where we're getting pastors involved in some of the, you know, grassroots issues and some of the things that are happening happening politically in our state. Uh, could you tell our viewers a little bit more about the Watchmen on the Wall program and how pastors can get involved? Certainly. We work with pastors across the nation. We have some 15,000 pastors in our network that we call Watchmen on the Wall Pastors. And these are pastors who agree to do basically three things. One, pray, pray for our nation, lead their congregations in praying for America and for the world. Uh, religious freedom is something that is uh, quite significant, the persecution that's taking place all around the world. So we encourage churches to pray. Uh, watchmen pastors also preach. They preach on the issues of the day, not avoiding the difficult issues, but preaching the Word of God as it applies to those issues. And then third, partner partner with other pastors in their communities 
to uphold biblical standards, whether that be in the schools, as we've seen more and more. And I know you've been fighting this in Texas, where they've been trying to indoctrinate our children with this radical sexual agenda and confusion. But pastors need to stand up and lead the way, because at at the heart, we understand, Mary, that these issues, while we wrestle in the political, we know at the heart they're spiritual issues. Therefore, we must have the spiritual leadership. And one of the things we're doing this year is we're doing a number of what we call pastor roundtables, where pastors, especially in Texas, we've got folks on the ground working there, many of them former pastors, working with other pastors, just to help resource them and help them bring their congregations along. And if, if people would like, if a pastor's on and would like to know more about that, uh, they can simply send me an email, Tony at TonyPerkins.com, Tony at TonyPerkins.com, and uh, we'll get information to them about how they can be a part of the Watchmen on the Wall and the pastor roundtables that we're doing there in the state of Texas. That's great. So if you're a pastor and you're listening on the radio or if you're watching our Facebook Live and you want to get involved with Watchmen on the Wall with Family Research Council, be sure to email Tony at TonyPerkins.com and you can get involved. Uh, It's very important, like Mr. Perkins said, to get involved because of some of the issues that are coming up. Uh, You know about AISD and that issue, you know, that took a lot of pastors being involved and testifying and We try to reach out to churches on that issue, but there's so many other issues that really are impacting the family and impacting the church, and we really need pastors to be involved. Uh, I do want to talk about, you know, since it is election season, what pastors can actually do from the pulpit in regards to elections. You know, some pastors are a little timid about what they can do because they worry about you know, is it allowed under the First Amendment or is it something that, you know, could harm their tax status? Uh, Texas Values recently put out a paper to help pastors with this. But Mr. Perkins, can you explain to our leaders what pastors can and cannot do in regards to endorsing candidates and getting involved in elections? Well, Mary, they can do a lot more than they think they can, especially under an executive order that was uh, Uh, produced by President Trump in uh, May of uh, 2016, in which um, what he did was uh, issue an executive order, I think actually it was in 17, in May of 17, where he basically suspended what's called the Johnson Amendment, going back to Lyndon B. Johnson, where the tax code was used uh, to restrict the speech of churches and other nonprofits. Well, the president says, Pastors, churches should have a right to speak as it pertains to political candidates. So pastors, if they want, are free to endorse candidates from uh, the pulpit. But there's a lot you can do short of that. Number one is I encourage pastors to lead their congregations in praying in election season and, and really all the time, praying for our leaders, but praying for discernment and who we support. Secondly, voter guides. I know Texas Values puts these out. We put them out uh, oftentimes uh, uh, together. Those are helpful tools, completely um, appropriate for a church to make those available. And then speak to the issues. You may not want to speak about the candidates, but speak to the issues. One tool that we've provided in the past and will provide again is a comparison of the party platforms. In fact, I mean, if you've listened to many of the debates, you, you're seeing the contrast. Well, the party platform, which will come out in August, now it's not out. They've got the two previous platforms. That's still a good resource, but they'll have a new party platform going into the fall's election. 
And there's a sharp contrast between the two parties. And, and that's something that pastors can talk about, because 80 percent of the time, on average, those parties adhere to those platforms. So it's a significant document. You know, one party pro-life, the other party pro-death. And it's it, it can't get clearer than that. Right. That's absolutely important to pay attention to the platforms of both parties. And you'll see clearly who aligns with, you know, pro-family values and pro-life values. Um, And that's a good point about these, you know, voter guides and different tools that, you know, Family Research Council and Texas Values provide. Um, We also want to mention how, you know, Family Research Council and Texas Values put in a lot of work um, into reviewing uh, several candidates at for us at the state level and then, of course, at the national level to see their background and if they align with, you know, faith and family values. Um, Could you uh, tell a little more about, you know, the iVoter Guide and kind of the work that goes into it and how people can find it? Sure. The iVoter Guide is a collective uh, tool that uh, policy councils like Texas Values, the Family Research Council, and really a number of pro-family organizations uh, use. They collaborate together on this, looking at the, the records, the voting records, the statements of candidates, and then basically um, seeing where they line up and so that we can provide that uh, information to voters so they can go into the voting booth and vote informed and cast an, inform, uh, an informed ballot. And these are important because these are not arbitrary. You know, we talk about values. They're not just arbitrary values that somehow we came up with. These are biblical values. These are biblical truths that are increasingly playing their way out in the in the public sector and in politics in particular. And as Christians, we need to know how to apply our faith to this realm of life. God cares about it. He, he cares about everything we do. Uh, Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. And so if, he, if, if he's concerned about what we eat and what we drink, he's certainly concerned about who we elect to shape the future of our country and put policies in place that we have to live under. Yeah, that's very good. And we at Texas Values are so thankful to be, you know, partnered with Family Research Council and to have that ally um, in helping people find the good candidates to vote for. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Perkins, for being on the Texas Values Report and giving us all of this information about who, how we should vote and how we should be informed. All right, Mary, so good to be with you. All right, thank you. All right. Well, now that you know how to vote in the elections, it's very important that you also pay attention to what's happening at the local level. Uh, If you were aware, uh, last Friday we actually held a press um, conference regarding a new update in Austin ISD. Uh, We filed another open records request following up on a previous open records request where we found out that In order to use the Alberta Health Services curriculum, there needed to be some kind of form to be signed. So we filed an open records request to see if there was a form to be signed and if there was a contract between Austin ISD and this Canadian abortion provider. Well, what we found out was actually pretty shocking. Uh, Austin ISD, I guess in a way to avoid breaking SB 22, they actually did not sign the agreement form 
that they had to sign in order to use these materials from Alberta Health Services. Um, at this press conference, we unveiled a copy of the letter that actually Jocelyn Graham from Alberta Health Services in Canada sent to the librarian at Austin ISD saying that a reporter told her that Austin ISD was using significant portions of the Alberta Health Services sex ed curriculum and that not only did the curriculum not even have the copyrighted statement on the bottom of them, but the a form that needed to be signed had not been signed. And Alberta Health Services actually told Austin ISD that they were disappointed that they did not sign this agreement form and that they were using these materials unauthorized. Uh, this is very shocking news to learn that, you know, a school district is taking materials um, that aren't theirs and they're risking breaking copyright laws on an international level just to push this curriculum because it's from an abortion provider, because it pushes the ideals that they have been so uh, intent on teaching in the sex ed curriculum in Austin ISD. You know, it's interesting if a student were to do the same thing on their homework, you know, just take materials from the Internet and then put them on their paper and present it on their own, they would actually be expelled from school. And so, you know, in order to just get this curriculum to pass at the school board meeting back in October, uh, this uh, school district employees actually decided not to sign this agreement form. They decided to skip all these steps that they needed to take in order to use this curriculum and just basically copy and paste it, use things that they wanted, and they even altered the material to their liking. Um, you know, this is a bad example for the students. You know, the curriculum itself was problematic with parents. Uh, if you remember back in October, he had almost 100 parents protest against this curriculum. But to add on top of that, that this curriculum is being used in an unauthorized manner and that it's copyrighted material that they don't have the permission to use just adds to, uh, I guess you could say, the corruption of the school district. Um, this has caused so much attention now that Senator Donna Campbell has filed an open records request to find out more about the interactions Austin ISD has had with this Canadian abortion provider. Um, you know, when it rises to the level of this, you know, a state senator getting involved, you know, it's really serious. And so we're waiting to hear back on what uh, she finds out um, in regards to their communications with Alberta Health Services. But if you want to find out more about that press conference, please go to txvalues.org and visit our Facebook page. You're already on our Facebook page. So look up the press conference and you can find out more about what we found out. Um, in regards to the communications Austin ISD had with Alberta Health Services and how they're in deep trouble with using that curriculum. Also, please be sure to always be up to date on what's happening at Texas Values. And please feel free to donate. We're still doing the drive of the coffee mug. Um, if you donate $100, you can get a come and take it coffee mug. If you remember, it's not the Canon uh, come and take it. It's actually a Bible. And if you remember, that comes from back 
in the session last year when we had the ban the Bible bills. And instead of having the canon, we had the Bible and we were saying, you know, come and take it. We didn't want them to come and take it. And we killed all those ban the Bible bills. But to remember that victory, you can donate $100 to Texas Values. And after you donate, please be sure to email Texas Values at info at txvalues.org to tell us that you donated. And we'll send you one of those commemorative uh, come and take it Bible uh, mugs. We also have other new gear at Texas Values, so be sure to stay up to date and give to this organization. Well, that's it for the Texas Values report. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you have a great weekend. <music>